That's when the idea of a podcast started really coming in, and my husband built me a little studio in my garage so I could try to soundproof as much as possible, which I haven't totally soundproofed, but it's, 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 it's okay. And honestly, it was our conversations through your mentorship with Beauty Counter and um, having a lot of personal conversations about nutrition that I was like, this girl's got stuff to say. <laughs> Loudly. <laughs> Forcefully. <laughs> and we, our conversations were always so natural that I, I was like, this this makes sense it, it just in i honestly never thought of anybody else you're listening to rebel heart radio hosted by a nutritional therapist cassie knavel and professional esthetician and makeup artist genevieve blair a lifestyle podcast about clean living making money and badass people that inspire us endlessly We created this podcast to walk through the tough moments of life with you, inspire you to live more intentionally, and frankly, because we like to talk. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to catch our weekly episode and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have iTunes, we would be forever grateful for your review on our podcast. Let's get to our latest episode. The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Welcome, everyone. You guys, it's episode 52. Oh, my gosh. Please tell me you know what that means. 52. We're a year into this thing, dude. What? That is bonkers to me. I can't believe it. I'm so excited. It feels surreal. And one of the things that all my business buddies have told me over the years is like, you really have to celebrate those small victories. Oh, man. And I feel like... so hard to remember, too. (laughs) I feel like I could gloss over something like this. And I'm like, no, we've been podcasting for a year. That is a long time. Good job. I want to do something big. I want to do something big. (laughs) That's usually where my mind goes. We both put the feelers out into our community and had a little ask us anything fun. And so we are going to spend today answering all of your rando listener questions. (laughs) Some really good ones, though. There's some really good ones. So I'm really excited. And we're just going to jump right the heck in and skip over our normal what is up business. This is like one big what's up. It is one big what's up. You're right. It's, it's more like what's been up over the last year slash your entire life. Yeah, right. All right. So first question is what are some of your favorite memories podcasting? I want to hear this oh. from you first. You want to hear it from me first? Okay. So I, I think that I have several that I can't distinguish between because they're all my favorite for separate reasons. Uh, and actually, I think one of my very favorite episodes that we recorded was the one on heavy metals so good that episode I think both took us by surprise because it was kind of a technical episode as far as like you had to have a little bit of knowledge background to be able to accurately talk about heavy metals and heavy metal poisoning and the problems in personal care products and so the notes that we had were very um geeky and technical and you know things that we love but as we started talking about it we started to get heated we started to get like super passionate and you can hear it in the recording like we yeah were- i get i get a little fired up or a lot fired up a lot fired up yeah well <laughs> me too i mean shoot it it starts out as a, everyone needs to know this and then it turns into this is a really big problem <laughs> it's just so that is probably one of my favorite recording moments as far as like what you hear on 
the recording. Um, but probably one of my favorite moments in general was actually recording our couples episode because I loved everything about it. I loved being together with you and your husband and having my husband all in the same room, which rarely gets to happen. And I loved the side, random side conversations. I mean, I had so much editing material that at first I was like, oh, shoot, this is like two <laughs> hours of editing material. But I thoroughly enjoyed it because I had so many good bloopers. Because Cassie knows that's my favorite. Basically me just yelling at Josh. <laughs> Not to tell they're saying all the dials on the receiver. <laughs> it's like understandable. The mixer. I'm like, please don't. No, really, please. No, please stop. Please stop. Uh, yeah, no, it was like my, it was probably my favorite for multiple reasons, but it was uh, a, a pleasure to edit. It was fun to listen to. The bloopers were fun. Like everything about that episode was just kind of fun, you know? Yeah. But I need to hear about your favorite moments, your favorite Well, I'll just memories. tell everybody if you want to go back. The Heavy Metals episode is episode 10, mm-hmm. Must Listen. And uh, the couples edition, I think, was 39. So obviously I'll link those in the show notes for you guys. But if you're yes, listening ma'am. to us now, you know where to find that shit anyway. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> but if you're new. Um, there you go. Yeah, honestly, one of my favorite memories podcasting was like actually the first few episodes we recorded. Where, so for those of you who don't, who haven't been around since the beginning, or maybe you didn't realize it, we used to record in person and now we record remotely at our homes because we live about 45 minutes from each other, which is a pretty big time commitment for me to head out to Genevieve's studio. She Um, always had to come to me. Yeah. Once every other week. And it was really fun and I actually really miss it. But some Mm. of my favorites were basically we would show up, I would show up at Jen's house and we'd spend like a solid hour and a half actually just eating lunch and chilling or and more. drinking kombucha <laughs> and or bringing each other like special snacks that we just both went to natural grocers for. Yes. <laughs> and there was one point where we both brought each other kombucha that day and we brought the same kind. <laughs> Do you and I was that? like, oh, oh, look at us. <laughs> I was like, she gets me. There's so many moments where I'm like, you get me. Uh, so that was kind of the honestly, beginning like, of us getting to know each other deeper too because yeah. it was like we were friends but there's something different about podcasting and kind of creating something like this together that you get to know each other on a different level yeah and it was it was a beautiful thing it was so beautiful and we'll still do we'll still record together in person here and there and yeah. hopefully get to do some um podcast touring in the future so Ooh. yes uh, <laughs> anyways so that's one of my favorite memories is just like the basics of podcasting together in person Beginning. and how wonderful it was to just like have that time and be face to face because and I think a lot of times most of us don't get that kind of time with with people who we work with a ton at least who are in the online space so oh yeah yeah so that was awesome and then I think one of my other favorite memories <laughs> was uh Lucy it interrupting us all the time <laughs> oh my gosh I'm Honestly, so glad I have those recorded <laughs> it was never a pain in the butt to me I was just like oh this is hilarious I'm glad you felt that way was her coming in and her cute little like breathy mama. so breathy mama mama, mama. <laughs> coming in oh and, my gosh. and just you know obviously wanting to be a part of what we're doing which I think is so cool and so fun I think if yeah so anyway if you guys don't know Lucy's my five-year-old but she was three and a half when you met her Mm -hmm. so she was and she was four and a half when we started 
And so there's just been, she's kind of evolved with Cassie, like in our friendship, but she's just, and she made us the cutest thing. I need to frame it. She drew a picture when we first started it was like the first or second episode she drew a picture of us holding our microphones which is funny because we don't have traditional microphones we have like these podcasting microphones but she drew us with our microphones and with headphones on and she was like this is cassie and this is mama i'm like i have to frame this (laughs) it was so cute honestly I i love that so much so next listener question is what podcast do you listen to this is a good one because when we first started, I was on a serious podcasting like binge. Like, I was listening to all the podcasts because as like the editor for our podcast, I wanted to know what kind of variety was out there, what I just needed to kind of know more about what was happening so I could feel like we could create our own um, unique sound and things like that. So um, I listened to the Typology podcast with Ian Cron. Uh, I love that podcast when but I have to be kind of in the mood for some like self-development to listen to that one I have to be ready to take that in but if I am making dinner and I'm genuinely just need to like listen to something that is super entertaining but doesn't take up a ton of headspace in my head I listen to Armchair Expert with Dak Shepard so I adore that podcast you know what's funny about that one I found that one about two weeks before we launched maybe three weeks before we launched and it was brand new. Nobody was on. It was like him and his wife was the first episode. And I came across it on accident. Like, I don't even really know how I found it, to be honest. Like, it was such a, a found thing. Like, I didn't, nobody told me about it. So I've been listening to it since the beginning. And it was just, I think I cry by laughing so hard in like every episode. It's so good. It's so good. I can listen to every episode and but be happy. But they're all really funny, but they're also very real and sometimes yeah. really raw and vulnerable mm-hmm. and so good. I mean, I heard about it from you because we were just getting started with recording and you were like, oh my gosh, you need to listen to this. It's like really good as far as interview style and how he has a conversation. It's very conversational. It's not like this dry interview that's, you oh, know. Which is so nice to listen to. It's so good. It was honestly the first podcast that I really started to listen to that was like outside of health, wellness, business, personal mm-hmm. development, that sort of thing. I tend mm-hmm. to stay stay in that almost like nonfiction lane when it comes to podcasting, if that's a thing. Yeah. Right? As real. far as like my book preferences go to. So, so true. I yeah. just loved how we really dive. He dives into so much about those people's lives. And a lot of times they're, most of the time they're pretty famous. So it was just kind of fascinating learning about them. And I've really enjoyed getting to know Dak Shepard himself. Like he's a fascinating person. Yeah. Been through a lot, but what about you? What do you listen to? What podcast? Honestly, I mean, this is so, Hey girl, but, um, Rachel Hollis for sure. I really Mm -hmm. like her kind of no BS approach to most things. And so I listened to both versions of the rise podcast. So rise with Rachel Hollis and then rise together with, uh, she and her husband, Dave. I haven't listened to that one yet. It's good. It's really good. They talk a lot about, they talk a lot about stuff that needs to be talked about in relationships, but doesn't really Mm. get talked about. Or at least, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of sharing their experience. Uh, And they had a recent episode, actually, that launched. Well, it was today. I was listening to it this morning. um, That's about, like, what if your partner's dreams scare you? And I was just like, yes. Deep. So, so good. So that's definitely, both of those are my my favorites. I also listen to Typology and Armchair Expert. And then uh, 
another one that I've really been enjoying, and this is in the nutrition realm, but it's called Between Meals from our girl Beth Beth Manus Bricky um, of Tasty Yummies. But she and her husband kind of, they'll do an episode together and then she'll do an episode on her own. But the way Beth talks about nutrition and health and wellness is so straightforward, no BS, like gives you the real real, which you guys all know I love and is my style. Uh, and, and I still am learning new things, even though she and I have the same certifications and all sorts of things. I just love her perspective on stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. and she comes up with great ideas on how to like really manage your health and wellness and your nutrition without, um, micromanaging and like getting involved in diet culture and stuff like that. So I, I love, love, love her approach. Very healthy, balanced approach. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I really enjoy her Instagram. So I can imagine her podcast is just as amazing. Yes. So that's what, I mean, those are what I listen to. I actually, it's really interesting. I feel like when you start doing a podcast you almost stop listening to podcasts for a while we just talked about this and I so agree (laughs) they're like a six month period of time where I was not listening to podcasts I was doing some audiobooks um but had switched to just other forms of of you know like maybe more music and things like that because when you do projects like this it's really hard to let more in when you're putting so much out all the time so true so and I find myself just talking less in all things which is probably a good thing <laughs> right <laughs> you get it all out I get it all have listened to our one to two hour episodes from the past you know <laughs> this is hey true. that was on purpose we were like just let it all out let it all out let it all out it's fine so <laughs> all right this is a fun one uh favorite bands yes. in music Oh gosh, this one's a hard one for me because you can go genre, you can go playlist. You don't. I the thing is, yeah. I always am like stumped when someone's like, "Who's your favorite band?" I might have known like, that. How could I possibly pick one? Yeah, exactly. I, I, I might have known that one? in high school. <laughs> yeah, maybe, until, but no, not now. I've always been a little bit multi-genre. <laughs> In general, because if you guys don't know, I have a long history with music. I've been playing piano since I was three. My mom teaches piano, so I was very blessed to have music in my home and things like that. So I've been exposed to all sorts of music, and I have a deep appreciation for classical because of playing the piano. I have a deep appreciation for uh, jazz and a deep appreciation for things that are kind of not mainstream, Um, but I think that's just a you know a result of my upbringing but as far as like choosing to listen to I really love it depends on my mood and it kind of depends on the year the said the time of year I find myself seasonally listening I don't know if that's a thing for other people but I find myself seasonally listening like I listen to a lot of reggae when it's nice outside reggae and country what I don't, I don't know why but it just makes me happy and the it's only like time I ever have room for country is during the summer if I'm like driving in my car <clears throat> and the windows are down, windows down and it's sunny and it's sunny <laughs> and then i'm like right? one song and i'm like we're over yep we're done yep, that's enough for now <laughs> see for me it's like working in the yard you mm-hmm. know filling up the kiddie pool like driving in the sun playing by the river i think it's because i grew up in the town cassie knows this we grew up, grew up in the up same in area girl i will run the other way from country <laughs> yes but i grew up in the town where it was like i dated boys that lived in 
on yes. fields and yeah. hay and drove giant trucks and cassie knows this because she's she experienced a lot of the same things but like <laughs> it was very unusual to find somebody who didn't listen to country growing up but and so i really <laughs> rebelled when i was younger i was really like yeah whatever country but no i you like i it. do i enjoy country but more power the, to right, you right more power to you i think it's a very I think it's a very beautiful genre that can be very uplifting and full of emotion, which has got its place, I suppose. So, um, but however, I can deeply throw down to a good hip hop R and B playlist. Like, <laughs> like I've we're been both the, digging about all this. out two thousands on yes Spotify right now. Well, if you're interested, I have a playlist on Spotify that I've been putting out into the universe called it's hashtag Dance Party Beauty Routine. I love this. And it it started at lead with a group of my girls that we we were at the Friday night party and we were dancing and the DJ left a little bit to be desired. But every now and <laughs> or then, a lot. or a lot, I was being generous there, um, but every now and then he would throw down something that was like 90s and like, but good 90s, like, and um, and us girls, we just threw down and. One of our, our friend Jess, uh, when I started, I started rebelling against Instagram because I don't have the Instagram music sticker. And I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to play the music anyway. Go ahead. Delete me, Instagram. Do it. Delete me. <laughs> and I started recording or putting up music that was things that I would love to dance to. And I was finding this newfound love for ni- late 90s, early 2000s, like kind of like our high school days, pretty much. And so if you're interested, it's I absolutely love this dance list or this playlist and I use it when I'm getting ready. I sometimes I'll blast it in my car and I add to it on the regular. So there's that. I mean, there's a lot more. I actually my brother, I grew up on heavy metal (laughs) when I was younger because my brother, she's laughing at me. I can see you laughing. I'm so happy right now. One of our our, like joint or our couples episode moments that we all had was realizing how much of the same music we all listened to in high Cassie school. Was like, and it really no, wasn't Josh. Stop. It was actually you and I and Skylar. <laughs> yeah. That's actually one of the things that Skylar and I bonded over. Actually, that's how we met. So if you didn't hear that part of the episode, we met at like an underground punk show. I brought so, Josh to an underground punk show for the first couple of dates that we had. And he was like, he's like what, what the this? F did I just get myself into? Because he's the country boy who is driving, mm-hmm. driving an F-150 <laughs> listening to country music. Like literally helping with hay bales at his parents property (laughs) yep see it's a thing it's a thing oh it's a thing i I adore heavy metal like give me some good metallica and ozzy and like old school like heavy metal and i'm and i can lift to that for sure you can't give me dance music to lift to I, i cannot get anything done when i'm listening to my dance or dance routine beauty routine playlist like i can't it's it, no it's not a thing so but my brother um drove me to school every day for a few years and because he's a little bit older than me and he would not let me touch his cd player because that's what it was then he was just like no this <laughs> it's is so my, weird no. to say the word cd player cd player i know right and it was full of oh black sabbath and ozzy and metallica oh and oh man like disturbed and oh, gobsmacked man. and <laughs> <laughs> lip biscuit like oh, oh man so i have like huge nostalgia for those things because uh they just they remind me of a, an easier time like but a more it's innocent, stuff that i definitely like, probably time. wouldn't listen to now 
I do when I lift. I I, I do enjoy I like, it when I lift. I like punk music for sure. I'm, I'm definitely but like metal punk is not something I gear toward, with the exception of like a couple of artists that do really well with vocals, where they're not just screaming. Oh, I can do screamo. I can do I screamo can do too. Scream. I can do screamo, mm-hmm. but like I want to hear some. I want to hear some real vocals, like in the chorus yeah. or in other places in the song or album or whatever. Oh man, we could talk forever about but <laughs> music. I, I, tell, yes, tell me more about your favorites and your favorite bands oh, well, and/or music. First of all, I grew up on like well, pretty much punk music. Like that was my high school. That experience. was your scene, wasn't it? That, that was, was my scene. scene. Yeah, I would go to concerts. I actually had a blog in high school that was. Shut up. Uh, yeah, I had a blog in high school that was actually pretty pretty legit and popular. Shut up. That I was, didn't know that. Uh, this was back before there were things like yeah. um, bands in town or places where you could go to see like where all the local concerts were going to be. Mm-hmm. And I had like a feed post that had all of the local concerts in the Portland area for like the punk scene. And then I honestly became friends with a lot of uh, bands in the area and who would come to the area often. So I, I literally like would interview people and this was before obviously like video was a thing <laughs> was oh my like gosh 2000 and so I would like write up articles and like interview um people in bands and one of the interesting things is that it actually of course I turned something I love into work right I it <laughs> reduced like the romanticism around it for me because I was mm, like oh all of these band people are just assholes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. And I made friends with high. one they band were high people. The whole, I was like, you guys aren't yeah. doing anything with your lives. Like, what are you doing? So like, why did I, it actually made cool? me lose a lot of respect for the punk scene. So for, for people who are like living incredible lives and taking care of themselves and their families and doing amazing things and staying relatively sober, like those are the artists that I absolutely love. Um, mm-hmm. But anyways, mm-hmm. I could talk about that for, days um, i love music i really Ditto. really connect to music and one of my goals in life is to actually become a musician not like a famous one or anything that's not a thing um but like learn how to play several this instruments to me too <gasps> yeah so You're if i so happy right now yeah so my goal by the end of the year is to pick up a guitar and actually start um taking lessons i've, I've done it in the past um and actually used to play a little spanish guitar but which I don't think I've ever shared before, <laughs> uh, but it was, it was, it was special. So, but as far as like my favorite music goes, listen, nineties, hip hop, nineties, hip hop, nineties, R and B is oh, yeah. my happy place. And that is how I lift. When someone turns on metal while I'm <laughs> lifting, I'm like, what? This is blasphemy. Stop you stop doing that. <laughs> so it's a good thing I wear big headphones. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I would be like, get out of here. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Well, see, then I attend my dance groove class on Wednesdays and I kind of get it, get it out. But so I actually, this is advice from Rachel Hollis. Of course, she talks a lot about like creating like a playlist that will like pump you up and she calls it the playlist. So I'm, I've started to make that over the last two years or so. And it's the majority of it is like Riri and Macklemore. (laughs) Um, there's some, <laughs> there's some Drake on there for sure. You know, we all have oh, yes. mixed feelings about Drake. There's definitely Cardi B, definitely Nicki Minaj, definitely Iggy Azalea. And those are kind of like women who like borderline singing and rapping. That is my jam. Like so good. Jam. jam. I love it. So honestly, that's, that's, that's the truth. Um, and I love all kinds of music. I love folk and love, 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 like 
Oh my gosh. City. If you asked me like what my favorite band was, I'd probably say like city and color. Um, mm. Dallas green is just so immensely talented and incredible. And he actually did a project with pink under her like actual what? name. That's no. really, that's really good. Oh uh, my gosh. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that sounds amazing. Go, go check that out. Check. Um, but we will make sure to share Jen's playlist in the, in the show notes. I'm not, I'm not going to be sharing my, the playlist because it's my, she's playlist. like, it's mine. It's you can't mine. have it. No, I it's get not it. Even like that. It's just like a, everybody has their own. That's like theirs. So maybe, oh, yeah. maybe no, I'll I share it in the dozens. future. But, okay. Next question. We could talk about music for forever is a <laughs> desert Island TV show. Is this meaning like if I had to pick one, pick one, to watch you, for the, rest the of my only life? one you could watch for the rest of your life. Because oh, no. of course we would have this like Wi-Fi on a desert island, right? Of course, I'd, I'd have a hotspot. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, this one's really hard for me because it can I be real old. It can be like you know. It, okay, okay. I'm just gonna say we didn't it and prep for just, these questions, gonna, by the way. No, not at all. <laughs> like I looked at over them like seconds before we hit record, so that's why I'm like, um. Uh, uh. So you're gonna laugh so hard at me, but Star Trek. Oh man! Next generation, super geeky. Oh, so geeky, so oh, wonderfully, okay. awesomely right. well, geeky. The Trekkies have united. They're gonna start listening <laughs> to the podcast. Come at me! Yeah, for me. Oh, what gosh. about you? Uh, Parks you and Recreation, one? hands down. Oh, I should have known that. So stupid, hilarious. I mean, I love The Office. I love Grey's. Sadly, I mean, I know it's probably not medically accurate in the slightest. <laughs> I have friends who are docs who like will watch half an episode and be like, everything was wrong. I can't, I can't. Uh, anyways, mm. but I there's a lot of TV shows out there that I love. I'm like kind of same. A, Gilmore Girls, mm, that might be number two on that list. But I like to laugh with my TV, and I like mm. to not have to think at all. So Parks and Rec is my jam. I'm just gonna mm. see. So yeah, so I probably would have said Games of Thrones next because <clears throat> I I like to escape in my yeah. TV. Yeah. Okay, this question probably is from a new listener because <laughs> mm. it says, "How did you guys meet in the first place?" And how did you decide to have a podcast? Technically, we met in high school, but we did not know each other in high school. Like we were. I just had a crush on you. I thought you were so cool. (laughs) Every time you say that, I'm like, you're the only cheerleader that I was like, I want to be friends with her. All the other cheerleaders, (laughs) I was like, bye. Yes, that makes me so happy. Because if you, in case you didn't know, I went from like massive band geek to like cheerleader. So that was a really scary transition for me because I had no friends. Like it was weird. How did we decide to have a podcast together? Honestly, I think it really stemmed from having these kind of conversations and wanting to have these conversations. Yeah. And honestly, several times being like, damn, we should have recorded that. Well, and also we had both kind of individually talked about starting a podcast and I had had Mm -hmm. some, I was rolling some thoughts around with another friend about starting one who now has her own podcast too. And, uh, and we just ended up going in different directions in terms of like what we wanted to share in our businesses. Mm -hmm. And so it was pretty clear that that wasn't really going to be a thing. And so I had just kind of let the idea of doing a podcast go at least for a little while. Um, because I I came along, well, I always knew I wanted to have a partner in podcasting. I didn't want to do it by myself. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I mean, you pretty much, we had talked about it a little bit about me wanting to do a podcast, but you had never expressed interest at all to me. Even though I kind of came out of nowhere and was like, you, you totally did. You were like, Hey, I'm going to start a podcast. Uh, and I said, who's your podcast partner? And you were like, you question mark. 
question mark and i was so nervous that you were gonna say like have all these reservations or be so like my, i well, have a question know. i've never asked you before when you huh. decided you wanted to start a podcast did you want to do like what did you want to do have a partner for sure did you like think of me i'm putting you on honestly i probably started to get real serious about doing a podcast um probably about f- only four or five months before i actually did it mm. And so I had like four or five months of being like, what would I say? Who would I want to talk to? And um, and having all these like imposter syndrome issues of like, I have nothing important to say. Like, <laughs> like, which I'm always like on the phone with you being like, oh, my God, you have so many important things to say. <laughs> which honestly, I needed somebody to breathe that into my life because we all do. So, yes, 100 percent. And I think it came from wanting to really wanting to put things that I know out there and realizing Mm -hmm. so many people were saying things like that to me. So that's what really started the idea of a podcast is that there was not enough time to videotape and there was not enough um, time to edit video because I really was putting a lot of my knowledge and effort into YouTube. And that's uh, so time consuming. It's so time consuming. It's a lot of work. And um, there's just so much to say. And yeah. I was like, this is not going to be interesting in YouTube form. Mm-hmm. And that's when the idea of a podcast started really coming in. And my husband built me a little studio in my garage so I could try to soundproof as much as possible, which I haven't totally soundproof, but it's, 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 it's okay. And honestly, it was our conversations through your mentorship with Beauty Counter and um, having a lot of personal conversations about nutrition that I was like, this girl's got stuff to say. <laughs> <laughs> Loudly. <laughs> forcefully <laughs> and we our conversations were always so natural that i mm-hmm. i was like this this makes sense it, it just in i honestly never thought of anybody else oh i didn't oh that gives me all the that's why i was so nervous when i asked you i was like i hope this works out if oh she says gosh. no then i can't do it <laughs> uh, yeah Ooh. i you know i man you gotta find someone to podcast with that you really compliment each other and kind of make up for your your weaknesses oh my gosh yeah. um but i have a lot to bring to the table so i'm mm-hmm. i'm really grateful for for us finding one another through Ditto. beauty counter of all things which is hilarious to me who would have guessed well i mean like that's been the story with so many people that i know at this point mm-hmm. i'm like how okay and the caliber this is of course yeah beauty counter tangent the caliber of people that's attracted to beauty counter like are world changers and i like am legit just people floored by it and it just mm-hmm. reconfirms that that commitment right totally um yeah i honestly from my perspective one of the biggest things that impacted my health transformation was podcasts. And so I actually came onto the scene of like paleo podcasts ish or health podcasts in that realm, uh, really early on. I mean, I'm talking like seven to 10 years ago and wow. Where did you listen to it back then? I guess it was like eight years ago. So yeah. Yeah. Seven to 10. Was it like website listening or how did you No, no, it was all the podcast app on my iPhone. But, mm. uh, basically like I started listening to the balance bites podcast with Diane and Liz, which they are recording like their last episodes right now like wrapping up and oh it's, gosh. it's very nostalgic for me. And I, I learned about the NTA program on that podcast. Wow. I learned about how to become like, they basically did an episode of like, if you want to do what we do, here's what you need to do. And I was like, done. Yes. 
and you guys know me i'm like in the business of taking anything that's like hobby slash passion and turning it into an income stream (laughs) that's my jam (laughs) like let me just have fun all day or you know i have to work on actually having fun because i turn everything into work but um but i love what i do and i've I've always loved what i do ever since i jumped into this world and so i always knew um i didn't always know talking was my strong suit (laughs) In fact, I was told it wasn't because I talked too much for plenty of my life. And like, here's the real, real, you guys, if you have people in your life telling you that something you do is too much, it probably means you're actually really good at that thing. (laughs) What does it mean if somebody tells you you talk too fast? (laughs) Oh, I mean, maybe you need to slow down so they can understand you. Right. I've been told that my whole life. We're like, wait, what did you just say? But I mean, maybe you you could make a great like on-screen actress because like that deserves a (laughs) lot. You have to talk quickly. Um, (laughs) Anyway, so all of that to say, I have known I wanted to have a podcast for like the last eight years or so and didn't really know how, when, why. And for the longest time, I thought it was going to be in health and nutrition and and health and nutrition was just kind of part of my journey that ended up being uh, a stepping stone to this bigger platform of just talking about relationships and health in this bigger, you know, wellness. It's a bigger discussion than just the food that you put in your mouth. And it's just not that simple, right? There's so much yeah. more to it. And that mm-hmm. took me a while to realize. And so I'm really grateful I actually didn't start a nutrition podcast because I would have had to end it or change it <laughs> in some way. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that I get to do this with you. And it's it's more multidisciplinary and and what we bring to the table. And of course, we're always going to have episodes about nutrition and we're always going to be in this, this world, this place. But we have so much more to talk about than just that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that evolution happens to a lot of people in, in the health and wellness field. It's like, okay, I feel great now. Now what? You know, what's yeah, next there's for me? Evolutionary process. Cause yeah. Which if you listen to the balance bites podcast, actually, so this is with Diane Sanfilippo and Liz Wolf. And if you listen to the evolution of the episodes over time, I mean, it really just started in the beginning as like nutrition consult Q and a, and I learned a lot about nutrition through listening to their answers about how to take care of myself. It was fascinating. And so when I went into the NTP program, I actually had a really good background that stemmed a lot from research I did from listening to that podcast. And then I also listened to um, Rob Wolf's podcast. I think it was just called the Paleo Paleo podcast or something like that. Um, and he's still going with that too. And it was absolutely just, I mean, all of it. So, so much good information. So many good authors they would bring on in an interview I read every book that the authors would come on to either of those podcasts. Like that was my nutrition education. So gosh, podcasting is a really like really, really big part of my heart and how I learn. Um, I learn audibly and I connect and you just feel so connected. I loved the, I love community. I love community. I'm all about community. Like that's my driving force in everything that I do is helping other people feel seen and heard and loved and cared for and, and I, I think we're doing that here. And I, that's, that's pretty, yes. pretty amazing because there were many times where, you know, you listen to a podcast like with Diane and Liz and you see them in person and you feel like, you know, them yes. and that's starting. How to many happen- times has that happened to us recently? Yeah. It's starting to it's happen for thing. us. And, and that response to me is everything because, you know, it's, it's this version of, of letting people in and really beautiful things happen when you can do that. And I have to remind myself that cause I don't like to be vulnerable. <laughs> so 
I was like, that is that is a huge growth factor for I know in the Enneagram eight section. And I I think that being able to feel like you're letting people in on such a big scale when you want to um, want to affect so much change is everything. I mean, to be able to let for people to let you into their homes, into their kitchens, into mm. their cars, into their personal space on a regular basis is such an honor. Yeah. Like such a deep honor. <laughs> we love you guys so much. We do. Thank you for being here. Where yeah, this is I not got the, one for you. This is not the end of the episode, but <laughs> No, I no, I got I got more. I got one for you. Okay. So biggest surprise of motherhood or best part about being a mom, pick one. Oh, that's hard. That's a big one too. Uh, I will start with the best part of being a mom for me is knowing that I can majorly impact that human's life. Like in the most positive way, like being a parent is such a gift in general and the connection that I have with my kid is so incredible, but he honestly, like a lot of my personal development over the last three years has just been kind of embracing that relationship and allowing myself to be silly and fun and childlike and all of those things. Those are all really good for me. And so he brings out truly the best in me and, and it's, I'm just so grateful that he even exists and that I'm allowed to be a mom. It's just like ridiculous. Oh, and Um, it's so fun watching you guys together. But biggest surprise is, and everybody's going to just say the same thing to this if they're thinking it in their head. I didn't know I could love that much. I hadn't, Mm -hmm. I had no idea I could love that hard. Like it's visceral. (laughs) (laughs) It is a part of you. You feel it. And I don't care how you became a mother that's true same with being a father I think like it's this like you are part of of me whether that was a physical part in the past or not doesn't matter like I would do anything I would do anything and I am a selfish person (laughs) (laughs) so for him to like like (sighs) force me into selflessness is and and so again like he brings out the selflessness in me which is really beautiful Mm. Um, but another surprising mm, thing is. is just this realization that I don't have to like, um, rest my entire identity on being a mom. So mm-hmm. I'm a mother who like being a mother is part of who I am, but it's, it doesn't define me. I don't allow it to define me. Um, and that doesn't mean I don't love my kid as much as everybody else does. And that doesn't mean I don't love parenting as much as everybody else does, but it's just one of those things that I've had to almost like coach myself into and be like, this is okay is that Mm -hmm. being a mother is, is part of my purpose, but it's not my larger purpose on this earth. It's not what I'm like absolutely supposed to do day in and day out as far as like leading and teaching, but it's made me a better leader and it's made me a better teacher and a better version of myself. And so just identifying and knowing like being a mom is just part of who I am and it's not all of me and it doesn't have to be, I get to maintain my independence and, um, and be myself and mm-hmm. I did let that go for like the first, at least the first year, if not the first year and a half, two years of his life. And, um, I felt so lost. I didn't know. I didn't know. I was like, why, why am I feeling so lost? Cause I was like really leaning into the motherhood thing. And I was like, this is not me. <laughs> it's just <Yeah>. not like, <laughs> the, I, the thought process of going to like a play place. You guys, we have this little <laughs> play place in town. That's the, where all the moms have play dates and and I, I, I'll meet other people who are like, we should get the kids together at this place. And I'm like, 
no <laughs> i can Capital we go to a coffee N-O. shop that has a little play area instead because i just i cannot it's not me um or like the mom's groups <laughs> like story time at the library i'm like bye <laughs> <laughs> if, if i can if i can bring motherhood into the conversation <laughs> where it's like this is an excuse for me to be in relationship with another human who happens to also have a kid, but we're not talking about motherhood the whole time. And in fact, all we ever do is motherhood. So let's talk about something else. <laughs> yeah. Can we connect on so a I, level? Thank I you definitely, very much. I made an effort to, to try to befriend and, and continue to build relationships with people who just also happened to be in a similar stage of life. And I think that's why a lot of moms come together, but I, I'm not the person to talk to if you're like, you know, you want to talk about like burp cloths and diapers and that for like days. I'm like, yeah, that exists and it's whatever. And we can all become experts at it, but I'm over it. I want to talk about like podcasts and books and (laughs) music and how like we become better humans. So anyways, that was very, very, um, long winded, but, um, but true. So yeah. Yeah. What about you? Oh, my biggest surprise in motherhood. Um, uh, I think there's a, two that really stick out in my head (laughs) and I don't mean this to sound negative in any way but I truly did not know the level of exhaustion I was going to go through as a new mom it really affects your body a lot (sighs) whoa like Like it's extremely rude (laughs) like (laughs) like I I, this is how much I love you I am a dead I'm dead inside (laughs) oh my word like there, I have honestly my mo- my motherhood journey is what brought me to better nutrition, mm-hmm. better um, understanding what supplementation really means for my body. Um, of course, helping my children through their problems too, but because uh, they've had some pretty early on health problems. Mm. But the biggest surprise was truly that first year when they're in newborn through that first year stage. It truly takes me eighteen months to two full years to feel like a human being yeah (laughs) and that surprised the crap out of me because I never heard somebody talk about that it was like yeah nap when the baby naps and take care of yourself and I'd heard those things but I didn't know what that meant I didn't understand the time commitment and the like um the energy commitment that was going to take and uh it was that was really hard for me at first but one of the best surprises of motherhood um was actually a moment for me it was I know a lot of women talk about this when they when they have their first baby um when they give birth to their first baby but when my oldest his name's Paxton when they set him on my chest I literally felt like I couldn't breathe (laughs) like I remember just being like totally dumbfounded and this little thing was and he was quiet he didn't cry, but his eyes were open and his his hand touched my face. And I just was like, oh, like I had this like audible, physical, just like, Aww. oh, like moment, like, like this, this thing, you were just in my belly. And like just having that moment of connection. And he always had from the very beginning, such an old soul. We used to joke that he, he had the soul stare down because he was, (laughs) he was real quiet. Like he was a quiet newborn and, um, except for when he was having some physical pain issues, but in general, he was really quiet and he would just stare at you with these big eyes. I have this one video because this was nine years ago, people. So on my Blackberry, it has no audio. (laughs) 
first video of him and he's swaddled in a little like bouncer and um he's got a binky in his mouth but he's i think he was like maybe four weeks old six weeks old and the swaddle was helping the binky stay in his mouth a little bit and i was trying to i wanted to videotape him because i just wanted to always remember what he was like at that stage and he is sucking on that binky and it's like moving up and down and he's looking at me and he's looking at me with such intensity and then he stops sucking on his binky for like five seconds while he's staring at me and it's like i felt like i captured the soul stare on camera and oh. then he goes back to sucking on his binky and he's like bouncing a little bit and i was just like i think there is just that the surprise of motherhood the biggest surprise to me was the connection i felt to a little thing that couldn't speak couldn't deal with anything in his universe like that was profound for me to realize that I could have that connection because I did not like babysitting I did not like other people's children I could not (laughs) connect to children like I was like oh yeah you're cute but I wasn't like I just didn't feel connected to children like ever Mm. until I had my own yeah and I was like oh (laughs) So that was probably my biggest surprise. But the best part about being a mom is probably the same thing is about having that connection Mm. that is so much deeper than just, hey, I like you. It's I like you no matter what. Yeah, you can't do anything to get me to not love you. Yeah, that was I mean, and and that is a pretty. Yeah, and that was a pretty profound thing for me to realize because. Uh, Lucy, my youngest, she, when we were trying to figure out what was going on with her, it's a lot of blood sugar stuff that we're still trying to figure out. Like Easter was rough guys. Easter was rough. Mm. Um, but when she was 18 months old to about three, I, I literally thought I was losing my mind. Like, I mean, just her mood swings were so off the charts and I was, I'm so empathic and to my children, it's even worse. And like, <laughs> It's like I had to really learn how to like put up those emotional walls to just to be able to cope with her roller coaster. And I remember I remember having to tell her because part of the reason why she would spiral is she would think I was mad at her just for correcting her in a loving and calm manner. But she would just lose her mind. And I mean, it's come to this reoccurring theme that I've had to tell her over and over again is I love you even when I'm mad. I love you even when you frustrate me. I love you even when you make bad choices. I love you no matter what. And I've had to start that theme with Mm. her so young that it's become like probably one of the better parts of me in my relationship with my children is I love you no matter what. And that was, I was also probably a little bit of surprise and, you know, anticipate that kind of relationship. So yeah. Okay, girl, let's rapid fire a few more of these ones before we wrap it up. All right, hit me. Um, Advice for early days of entrepreneurship. That's a good question. Ooh, okay. Advice for early days. Be okay with going ugly early and just do the dang thing. Yeah, right? Everybody's just going to be like, listen, it's not this simple, but just go do it. And it's never as pretty as you imagine it's going to be. It's always messy Mm -mm. and... No, nope. and, you, it, and it might never end up, be good. It might end up developing <laughs> completely backwards. Like, yeah, I, I'm just mm-hmm. now getting to the point where I where I would have loved how that my business would look like this four or five mm-hmm. years ago. Um, you know, to be able to podcast and and coach a team and and be a part of something bigger and um, like have a have an eye toward again trying to blog baby blogging um (laughs) that sort of thing like that's how I wanted to and that's how actually a lot of people start right they get started with that 
And then they get into, oh, they go get a health certification and they start to see clients. Like for me, it happened the other way. And my in-person practice like blew up and I, I didn't expect that to happen. And it was amazing. And it, I taught, I learned a lot. So I just had to roll with it, but I just stepped into it. Right. You just have to go do it. And just so like my advice on that end would be like, make it happen. However you have to do it. Listen, mm-hmm. if you have to go get a part-time job at Lululemon or wherever it is while you're trying to build up your business, do that. Do something that like doesn't require you to take it home, you know, that kind of thing. If you need to make money while you're building it, another piece of advice would be to build it until you've more than hit your desired income for several months and then quit your job to do your business full-time. I mean, that's a later transitionary thing, but yeah, early days in entrepreneurship, I would just say like, get super crystal clear on who you want to impact and how, and, and then just go start doing it and do it ugly. Yeah. Yeah. Go, it's real go, ugly. If you look go. at my first website, you'd be like, <laughs> mm, yeah, websites, uh, I could be a whole nother podcast. Hilarious. Yeah. I don't want to talk about that. Um, our podcast <laughs> website's great. <laughs> was, um, but I feel like that was because we'd done our ugly websites before oh yeah uh-huh. and they're still kind of kind of new they're wait. still kind of ugly um yeah. anyways <laughs> uh so okay, wait, i got one for you yeah all right what's your superpower my superpower this is an eight thing okay my superpower <laughs> is superpower <laughs> true. It's, true it's power it's power it's mm-hmm. influence it's it's uh having a commanding presence like i don't always want it but when I walk into a room like I'm I tend to be the commanding presence in the room or at least know who else has it (laughs) right it's always one of those things right so it's it's power it's superpower recognition my power what about you what's your superpower truth be told my superpower really is emotional intelligence damn like I so seriously that's exactly what I would say if you were to ask me the same question about you (laughs) it's crazy to me like learning more about my Enneagram type and has allowed me to really explore that side of me more. Mm-hmm. Um, I just know things about people that, like, I don't know specifics, but I can look at somebody and know that they're hurting. I can look at somebody and be like, dang, girl, you got some anger. When Jen like, asks me if I'm okay, I'm always like, oh, no, she found me. She out. knows. <laughs> she knows I'm not. She knows I'm not okay. <laughs> you wouldn't ask if you thought I was. Like, there's just something about... Like I, I used to think it was like empathic energy and maybe that is part of it, but, um, uh, I don't know. I think my superpower is really just reading people mm-hmm. well. Yeah, it really is. Okay. Yeah. What's one book that has changed you? Ooh, I know this one. Five love languages. That so book good. really changed everything about how I communicate with people. Cause I was coaching cheerleading at the time yeah. I was in the first four years of marriage five years of marriage when I really started to dive into it even though I got it as a wedding gift sorry cousin Stacy took me a while to get to it (laughs) um (laughs) uh but it really did change everything for me because it changed how I view other people's needs and as a two you know that's a big deal for me I knew I felt like a big deal to me before I understood that that was a big deal to me. (laughs) And so just being able to give people the space that they need to be able to love, be loved the way they want to or feel the that love, because it's more than just nobody really chooses their love language. It's just it just is how it is. They feel that because that's how they feel it. So and it really did change my marriage for the better. 
it was like the beginning of like really more deep understanding than just I really like you and mm-hmm. I really want to do this life with you. It was I want to make you happy. I don't not even make you happy. I want you to feel fulfilled was what it was about. Wow. It's like, you know what I mean? I love it. What okay. about you? Life changing read. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's pretty fresh, but the road back to you has been pretty life changing for me. I just have Amazing. to I have to put it out there. I've read a lot of books. I've read a lot of books on personal development. I've read a lot of books on, um, on nutrition, all sorts of things. Like there's definitely been some impactful things to read in those areas, but I feeling understood is something that's just never been a thing for me. I've always felt misunderstood. I've always felt misinterpreted. I've always been, I've always been the person who was like, you know, people called bossy and bitchy and overbearing and opinionated and critical and, and then I get to hear the flip side of it where it's like, here's why you come at life this way. And mm-hmm. here's how you can obviously become a better version of yourself. But here's also like, we get you. Like, I Gosh. never I never felt so understood than, than that. And obviously, you know, we've talked about all the rest of the resources in the Enneagram, but learning about the Enneagram in general, but that book in particular was really impactful for me. So, wow, that's amazing. I love that that's recent. Super I recent. Like I said, I've said this to you guys a few times, like January and February were a lot of deep, sometimes dark personal work for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was rough and it was like dark outside and rainy and snowy too. So I was like in the trenches and now it's sunny and I'm like, yay. Can we come out of this right now? Can we move on to the next steps of life? So that was, that was majorly impactful for me for sure. So that's amazing. Um, Jen. Yeah. What takes you out of your comfort zone? Uh. <laughs> Podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, a little bit, but so I've really embraced um doing uncomfortable things for a long time now. So I started doing uncomfortable things pretty early on. Like truth be told, going to aesthetic school was uncomfortable. It was scary because I couldn't see where it was gonna take me, couldn't see where it was gonna go. So mm. Um, it, this is kind of a tough question for me. Um, in a very, uh, like what scares me, and this sounds so silly because it's like not much really scares me anymore. Um, I'm scared every single time I sing in front of people. Ooh. Sounds kind of like surface and not like what? That's what scares you. I don't know why i think it's because i've always played an instrument in front of people or i've danced because i danced hula professionally i've done many recitals and i've played for many congregations with on the piano but um i've always always wanted to sing Mm. like it's like if i could snap my fingers and have any talent it would be to to be a phenomenal singer so the idea of singing just is really scary (laughs) that's a good because i just yeah what about you? Oh, um, I would say allowing others to lead me. Mm. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel that. We're just gonna. Leave I feel it. that we're for you. We're just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> we could go on about that. Okay, let's go to something pretty light. So, what's your perfect day? Oh, perfect day. Sleep in, no alarm whatsoever. But naturally, mm. wake up. You know, obviously at a reasonable time. Um uh play with my kiddo and hang out with my hubby in the morning and like sit down and have like a real breakfast together mm-hmm. go outside it's sunny it's sunny every day where I live it's like gorgeous it's amazing 
and <laughs> what else? Like basically have enough childcare and support in our family for me to be able to just step into my work day with like mm-hmm. no worries whatsoever, no distractions, no nothing. Touch base with my team. Uh, go check in at my restaurant. <laughs> eat eat some food. Say hi to everybody. Ooh, that's there. got me excited, right? <laughs> uh, uh, you know, end my workday very early and be there and be present with my family in the evening and whatever that looks like. You know, that's basically mm-hmm. a perfect day to me. That sounds amazing. Oh, soon, man, soon. soon. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> Uh, perfect day for me is pretty similar. Um, I wouldn't mind waking up to an alarm if I had purpose behind the wake up. Like Mm-mm. if I was just waking up, I hate like, no, 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 I don't mind alarms when I'm excited about doing something, but, um, truth be told, it's like having a really kick-ass breakfast, like having a really good breakfast that it doesn't make me feel yucky. That fills me up that like powers me for my day. Um, having some sort of physical activity in the morning is actually like really sets up my day to be really great. So Mm. whether it's like getting to the gym, doing something outside, I'm really looking forward to better weather because I'm, I'm really looking forward to doing things outside, especially with summer coming. I'm already trying to make plans for what I'm going to do with my kiddos because I'm kind of terrified that they're going to be here for eight weeks with no real plan. So I'm trying to create plans. So, and then, um, honestly, like having food, like, outdoors somewhere whether it's next to a body of water or like at a cool restaurant that's got like big open air doors like I love eating outside <laughs> dude dining al fresco there's a reason why it's a thing it's yes. so good yes 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 and then honestly um but most of my morning I would after I'm done like working out or moving my body in some way um getting something task wise done early also makes me feel really good about the rest of my day and then after lunch honestly it would be things like um accomplishing more tasks or on a you know perfect day I'm a creative endeavor something where I'm creating something something where I'm like living in something that like I get lost in time because I'm just yeah I'm I'm loving it so much um and then honestly not cooking dinner having somebody else cook for me <laughs> whether it's you have my a husband. personal chef or I have a personal chef yeah we're talking really... perfect day here I mean I didn't even get yeah. into that stuff but definitely oh, someone gosh. else is making my meals and not because I don't like cooking but because I don't like worrying about other things and yeah not being 100%. able to like focus on what I want to focus on so having that decision freedom yeah for yeah. sure Ooh, dis- and then spending the evening decision. with my family yes and staying up late and not feeling tired Ooh, that would be magic. Yes. I love right? staying up late. Me too. It's what I default to. And I, mm. I wish I didn't, but I I don't. Okay. One last question before we before we wrap it up. I loved right. this one. Okay. One of our listeners asked, What is your favorite thing about each other? So like, Jen, what's your favorite <gasps> thing about me? And vice versa. Oh, okay. My favorite thing about Cassie. I, oh, it's gonna be hard for me not to gush about you and I know that'll make you uncomfortable so <laughs> it's I'm okay. like okay you can say the words <laughs> I'm like okay you say the words <laughs> oh for those of you um, who don't know words of affirmation make me really uncomfortable <laughs> and they're my first it's okay language. it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> so uh honestly I think my favorite things about Cassia is that um I never once 
even kind of felt the need to apologize for anything that I had done or hadn't done or you know expectations that I'd set on myself or that other people had set on me and that I just didn't meet standard or there's there's just such an ease about our relationship that really makes things I I don't stress about anything between you and I like I know you get me I know I get you and it's that is such a rare thing the understanding I think that's the level of friendship that most people want to be at is that there's just this level of I get you (laughs) that just makes things so much easier so I think it would have to be just that you get me that would be the first like big thing but the second thing is I actually love that you are just loud and your opinion (laughs) and uh, that you'd like tell people what's up like so many times like we've been in a group of people and you tell people what's up and I just want to be like I want to be your hype girl I want to be in the back going yes you yes like but I'm like no Jen don't be weird so it's like I mean I love that about you I think it's powerful I think it's it speaks to how you want to speak power into other people as well and it's an inspiring thing to be around and I like being around people that are movers I think that's what it is. I like you. You're a mover. I like you too. (laughs) My favorite thing about Genevieve is like this overarching desire that you have to help everyone. And it's, I know it's one of those things that's actually really hard for you because you have to like actually check yourself and realize like, right, you got to help yourself first. But that's been hard. I know. And and that's always going to be hard. But like, you have this, no matter what you're doing, whether it's like makeup or talking to someone about business or this podcast or whatever it is, your goal is always like, how can I have a bigger impact? How can I help more people? And it's not about you. Like you don't make it about you at all. And in fact, I'm like, you need to make it about you more. I know. And I appreciate that so <laughs> but you much. Don't, you, you don't too. make it about you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate you so much. I appreciate you too, girl. Well, I am so excited that we got all these questions. And girl, we're a year in. Yes. We're a year in. I'm so excited. That's so exciting. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, everybody who listens to the podcast. We're so, so grateful for you. And um, yeah, I mean, that's all I can really say. Thank you for being here. Yes. Thank you so much for really leaning into this community and using this as a resource it's been wonderful to see people sharing and listening and asking questions and this would not be nearly as cool if it weren't for you guys cassie and i like each other but we do this because we want this out there for you guys too love you guys thanks for joining us today on this episode of rebel heart radio you can visit our website to submit a question at www.rebelheartradio.com Or you can hop on our Instagram. You can ask us anything. We love to get to know you guys. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on iTunes. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode.